Welcome to Sudoku Book Club, where we finally get to the books that have been sitting on our shelves for forever. I'm Leif Nelson. And I'm Emily Miner. And this week, uh, which is hopefully a week after the last one, because I'm trying to keep on that schedule. Mm, that's good. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> um, I am discussing books that have been in my library, my Steam library oh my gosh <laughs> you're such a dork uh the, yeah as mentioned last time uh i am talking about two games that i've had for a little while i think both of them i've had for about two years i think that sounds about right mm-hmm. um most likely i could probably double check but i haven't uh these were both bought during steam sales although possibly not that dragon cancer which i'll talk about later but i'm pretty sure everything i got because both of these games like at full price is like 15 dollars a piece yes yeah um and i think i bought everything for like two to five dollars and i can't remember about that dragon cancer but we'll get to that um talking about two of them because they're both pretty short i finished them both in less than two hours wow Um, technically a little longer for everything because I started playing it like a year ish ago and then just like got distracted for some reason and didn't go over it. So I restarted it and now I finished it. Mm -hmm. So just to be clear, because when you just said you finished everything. Yeah. You haven't said what two video games you're doing yet. So when you say you finished everything, that makes it sound like not the title. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I said everything and that dragon cancer. Oh, okay. I think I have. Never mind. We've look into that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So, everything, the game. uh, (laughs) Sorry. The movie. Everything is a game. It was made by an artist um, called David O'Reilly, who has made another game called Mountain, where in Mountain, you play a mountain, and there are no controls. There is nothing you can do. You're simply a mountain, and time passes. And that should give you an idea of what kind of games this guy makes. Okay, yeah. Um, I looked into Mountain, I was like, oh, that looks interesting. Even if it's just, like, sort of a, a thing. Like, mm-hmm. I'll try it, but Mountain's, like, $5. And I'm not going to spend $5 on, like, a, I don't know, something I'll watch for, like, maybe 30 seconds. And be like, yep, that's Mountain. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like even less. Is it supposed to be, like meaningful like the passage of time because otherwise it's like just a more boring version of cookie clicker which one everything or mountain 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 just like you're just watching it there's nothing to do right but like is it supposed to be like you slowly deteriorate over i have no idea okay i have no idea um i've played some games that are pretty like minimal like Probably couldn't even count it as a game. There's one. I can't even remember what it's called. I'll put it in the link or I don't know what. I'll put it on Twitter. It's like a, a basically a um, succulent oh, plant right. growing yeah. one. I ran that one for like a couple months. Mm-hmm. Like just every once in a while popping in. Oop, give you a little water. Yep. Plant it. And that, yep. was, inter- that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just something to check in on every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um but everything is a little different. It was made by, like I said, David O'Reilly, who is an artist. And so he makes, he does not make games. He makes art uh, or artsy games, whatever you want to think about it. I don't know if he's made any other since then. Um, but he also made it with like some actual programmers. Um, 
one of which is Damien DeFeed, who helped him with Mountain, basically programming all of that. And then um, with music by Lucas Boyson and Sebastian Plano. Um, and I will say this, everything has a really good soundtrack. So that was good. Cool. Um, everything is very strange. It is a game where you start out as a random animal or even an object. I, both times I started, I started as an animal, so I assume that's how every game starts. But, like, I know for a fact I started as a camel in one or something similar. And in the most recent one, when I restarted, I started as a cow. Um, and you move around, and it it's... You don't, like, walk. You're, all the models don't move other than occasional, like bulging to show like they kind of wobble when they're like making noises or singing or whatever but when you move your model which is not moving just like rotates as it's going along so like tick, 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 like you're on oh, all fours right i remember you watching then you play face this. planted then on your back then on your butt then back on all fours and that is how you move through the world um and that's a lot of fun. Like, it, it's basically <laughs> like you've got your toys and you're just kind of, like, rolling them around on the carpet or something. Um, and overall, like, that and the music and everything is very, like, I don't know, it's just charming. Like, it's kind of fun to mess around with. In. And so as you're going around, you like, you start getting little pop-ups telling you what to do. And so as you move around, there are a couple of things you can do. You can go up to an object, which could be an animal or a plant or a rock, and they have like a little thought bubble and you can talk to them and they'll just tell you something. And it might be a comment about like their day or like what's going on or like, oh, you're a cow. What's that like? <laughs> and, uh, but other times it'll be like, I'm feeling anxious. Mrs. Like, Mrs. Fritzen like yelled at me the other day and it's very strange, like, a rock will tell you about like their drive to work or something similar. Um, so there's that to do. And then there are little instructions that have like a little different symbol. I can't quite remember that will pop up that will tell you like, Hey, here's another thing you can do. So one of the first things you learn you can do is you can become another object. Mm -hmm. uh, like, so you start as a cow, but you can go around and become a sheep or a tree that's nearby and you can only become something that's just a little bit bigger than you or a little bit smaller than you you can't like look at you can't be like a little rabbit go up to a big boulder and turn into it you kind of have to work your way up mm. to it and when you become something new you can't become another thing you can't just hop skip around different objects until you i can't remember what the term is in the game until you like understand what you are until you know what you are and you can only do that by spending time being that thing and like getting to know yourself in mm. a way and i kind of wish that was a more like philosophical thing but it's not it's basically just you got to walk around and right. like the the main ways to speed up the process i found the easiest way was the other mechanics you get are you can sing to other creatures and you can, like, kind of become a herd. Like, you, if you sing with creatures that aren't like you, they just, like, respond back to you. But if you sing to creatures that are the same type as you or objects that are the same type as you, suddenly you have a herd. And you're not just one thing. You're a bunch of things. 
and then you can dance. And when you dance, everything gets in a ring and like spins around and like does little things. And the fastest way to like level up basically is to find two to three things of the same type and then hit the dance button and just wait a few seconds then. All right, you are a small rock. Now you can become a blade of grass or something like that. <laughs> Is there like an end goal here or? Yes-ish. Okay. You don't quite know what it is when you start out. I assumed, based on the name, uh, everything that, like the idea was like to become like basically one with everything or something similar. Because yeah, as you go on, you can, when you sing, you no longer just appeal to like creatures that are exactly the same but everything that's kind of like in that family so i became a palm tree and then when like you get to a certain point i when i would sing i wouldn't just bring other palm trees with me i'd bring like pine trees and other stuff Mm. so suddenly you're just a big forest with a bunch of different trees and you can expand from there maybe i didn't quite get all the way because there's an end point and you can play after that but i really just played to the this is the end thing um and there's one more aspect to the game that kind of carries through the whole thing and that is every once in a while you get a third label that looks like it's the label for the game it's like a i don't know it looks like the outline of a d20 or some sort of like icosahedron or whatever Mm -hmm. i don't know um and it's like got rainbow colors and when you get to it and you hit it um you start hearing a voiceover and it is a philosopher named alan watts who was a british philosopher died in the 70s i think um who is kind of talking about the concept of things and as you're kind of going along uh he's kind of the marker of like okay you've done what you're supposed to do it's like here's a little snippet from him talking about this other concept and I wish I could tell you more about like what those were, but it's been like two weeks since I've done this, and I have forgotten everything <laughs> that he says. I do remember a little bit where he's kind of talking about the concept of things, how we know how to separate two things mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and it was interesting. So like, like some semiotics kind of. What does semiotics mean? Oh, sorry. Okay, so, like... I never took a theory class. Okay, I apologize. So, basically, like, semiotics is, like, the study of signs or signals. Like, basically, in linguistics, it's, like, how we know what makes a tree a tree. What How we know that the word tree in English hmm. means that thing right. and why it doesn't mean why it doesn't mean a bush right yeah. like so when you're talking about like how we separate two things mm-hmm. i'm thinking about like how we categorize language yeah that that That's definitely comes it. into it later when he's kind of talking about like how why we do that and other stuff gotcha okay um and i lied i i i have taken theory classes but they're not like <laughs> i'm sorry I and also At for listeners like i probably shouldn't just drop things like semi <laughs> <laughs> i took some linguistics but I, I mostly remember like here's like the glottal sounds and here's uh-huh. the like fricatives sure. and other things yeah well there's a lot that goes into it so yeah so you kind of are getting like these little like snippets of audio um as you're going along and those are also interesting but <laughs> once you've played for about 10 to 15 minutes, mm-hmm. you've played the game. Right. And the only reason I finished it 
kind of was to listen to the rest of those audio logs. Because as you're going on, like, it kind of gives you these very small quests. You don't have to follow them. Like, that's not a bad thing if you don't do what it tells you to. But if you don't, nothing new happens. Right. You just are a new thing. And it will catalog it. Like, when I became a plant, it said you're, like, a blade of grass. And then it, like, told you the percentage of, like, plants that you filled. And, like, there are a lot of plants. There are a lot of animals. And so I think the highest I got anything was like and i maybe got a hundred percent of at a certain point you like are getting very large and so you become suddenly the planet and then the solar system oh wow okay yeah so you do kind of become everything yeah but like so spoilers for a game that is very short and i'm just gonna say right now you should not spend 15 dollars on this game it is a buy it when it's on sale and like have fun with it for the short amount of time that you have um but it it does that thing which is very like i don't want to beat up on the concept too much but like as you're getting bigger so i didn't actually get big i was actually getting smaller going smaller and smaller reaching an atom and an electron Uh and a quark and then you go a little smaller and it's a galaxy Okay, I yeah. was afraid of that that's what you were going to yeah. say. I kind yeah. of hate that. <laughs> like those weird videos where it's like you get smaller and smaller and mm-hmm. then you get down to like a quark, then it like looks like the same as a galaxy and right. then you're there. And yeah. I just don't really... Yeah. I don't like it what the point is, I guess, is the thing. I'll like, tell you what, I don't know what the point necessarily that they had, but I'll tell you right now, I appreciate it because it meant I didn't have to go all the way back up to reach... a galaxy because it would have been way more annoying to be like all right i've been the smallest i can be now i'm gonna go be the biggest i can be but like it just let you go like bloop right under (laughs) (laughs) and everything was good um so mixed feelings on like that whole that as a concept of that trying to like blow your mind but i just what is supposed to be mind-blowing i don't i've never understood that like what's like ooh meaningful (laughs) Have you considered society? <laughs> Shut up. No, I haven't. I don't consider society ever. <laughs> have, you, have you ever thought of existence? Oh my god. No, uh, I yeah. haven't. I don't think about that either. I'd rather not think about my own existence. Um, <laughs> but so, yeah, like as you're doing that, you go through and it, like I said, it gives you some small goals like become a herd, uh, become an object, um, sing with something, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and you're going along. At a certain point, it gets frustrating because I don't know where to find the thing. It tells right. me to do something. And I'm like, I'm in the middle of a forest. Where am I supposed to go? And I'd go around and I'd like Google stuff and I couldn't figure out. And one time when I was Googling on my phone what to do, my object started moving around on its own. I was like, oh, that's interesting. And it did that for a while, and I was like, oh, well, it's just to, like, it becomes, like, an interesting screensaver. Sure. And I start playing again, and I kind of figure it out on my own or whatever. Right. And then I was looking around for a longer time. I was like, I have done what I'm supposed to do. Where's the next audio log? Why isn't it popping up? And so I I was left it alone. I was Googling. Couldn't find any answers. And suddenly, it's moving around again. And then the audio log starts playing. And I'm like, What? And I realized if you're ever stuck or if you just want to, you Mm -hmm. can just stop playing. And it will play for you. It will play for you. 
which is helpful, but it's also like, you obviously understand that this is frustrating to do. You could make this easier. Like, (laughs) it's not like these are pre-made levels for the most part. It's kind of randomly generated. I know that there were ways to get to cities because that popped up and I saw people playing in cities, but I never found one. Like, I was always in, like, the forest of Mm -hmm. some sort. And, like... It's not like you're like there are handcrafted levels that you have to get to a certain spot. Right. The audio log and it's the just instructions, somewhere. Yeah. It, it will just ra- pop like a random object will have that and you go to it. Because sometimes I'd be going to something and if it was very far away, it would fade away. And it's like I spent five minutes going towards this thing and now it's gone. And now it popped up over there. And the easiest way to do it is just to let go and wait. And maybe they're trying to make a point with just that. Just let go, Leaf. Just <sighs> just let, wait and let things come to you. That's the magic of the universe. <laughs> if you speak it into existence. <laughs> I'm sorry, now I'm really being a jerk. But like, uh... Yeah. Yuck. So, again, I can understand that like maybe they're trying to make a point. But it really just frustrated me. Sure. So maybe, I mean... I've been doing yoga with you. I can tell you right now, <laughs> I cannot let go when you're supposed to just like be sitting there meditating. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I, I just can't do that. If I do do that, I fall asleep. Like, yeah. that is what happens to me. Um, and so doing it in a video game where even if you're supposed to kind of let go, you're still supposed to pay attention. I can't do that. Right. I, <laughs> I mean, and I think that's a different experience. Right. <laughs> like, so... Not really sure <laughs> what the point is. Yeah. There. So overall, like when you get to the end, it does another little cute thing where you listen to the last audio log, which is longer, and you're like, go. It, it go. It goes to like the only cutscene where you absolutely can't do anything, and the audio log is playing with the final bit, and then it finishes, and you're back to like another random object. Because I think, if I remember correctly, you're supposed like the end of the game is like you gathering a bunch of things together, and suddenly like you have to let them all go and like just become one thing or whatever. Interesting, really good music again. Mm-hmm. Really liked that. Um, and then you get back to there, and then when that happens, a little title bar pops up, and it says "Tutorial completed" or whatever. And the rest of the game is just you doing being in a sandbox, doing whatever you want. I did that for about five minutes, and then I was like, okay, I'm done. Mm -hmm. I don't blame you. (laughs) So, yeah. Overall, like, it was interesting, Mm -hmm. and, like... Worth talking about on a podcast. Yeah, a lot of things going on. Like, all good art, I guess, or at least interesting art. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. I mean, that's about, like... Is there anything you have, like, questions about? I have zero questions. I've asked my questions, I think. (laughs) Um... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with... I think it's cool that, like, you seem to play more and more of these kinds of video games lately where it's sort of, like, I don't know. Maybe it's just this one and the next one you're going to talk about, but, like, a video game that's a little bit more of, like, a thought experiment, you know? Hmm. Um, Or, like, a little tiny one that, like, is just sort of, like, a video game designer, like just kind of tinkering mm-hmm. with things and then putting that out in the world and seeing what people think, right? Yeah. Um, no, I do like those, especially when they are cheap. Mm-hmm. Like, Right. Do you remember, this was like a year ago, I put like an ordinary phone 
where it's a game on your phone, but it acts like you're on someone else's phone. Yes, I do like, remember that. That was yeah. a very good game. Yeah. Everyone should play that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and did you have to like figure out whose phone it is? Right. And, like you're, tr- yeah. you're figuring that out. You have context, but you don't have cell service and other stuff and you don't have the Wi-Fi. Gotcha. So like you, you can't just like text someone and figure out what's going on. Right. You eventually get to a point like that, but yeah, like you yeah, have to yeah. kind of like puzzle through a bunch of things. Yeah. So. But like, yeah, like I think it's cool um, that you know, designers are doing that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And, but uh, the concept uh, doesn't really sell me. Yeah. Um, I'm ready to hear about the next game. Okay. Um, I will make one more comment about the game. Every single video game should have one thing, and that is the ability to look at the controls. Because as you're going through, it's a tutorial. Like, it, it, as you're learning new things, it tells you what to button to press when that happens i left it for a day came back the next oh you couldn't remember. remember and there was nowhere to check i had to google it and the google <laughs> the google <laughs> google was wrong because they had updated it they had like made a patch or something so like when i was like looking up the controls it was nowhere that's so weird. i had to go through and press every single button until i found it and that's ridiculous yeah, like that's kind just of nuts. there was that, that should be a default you go to settings you go to controls and it tells you what each thing does even better let people change it because yeah. that's insane yeah said my piece Kay. okay <laughs> no that's good um the second game um also a short game uh only about uh 107 minutes according to Steam, Mm -hmm. so that's exactly how long I spent playing this game, uh, is That Dragon Cancer, which was a game created by uh, Ryan and Amy Green um, with the help of some other people um, as they were dealing with the terminal cancer that their son had. Um, Their son, Joel, um, was diagnosed with cancer when he was very young, I think maybe only a year old. Um, and then he was able to live for another four years before he finally died. And this game started when he was still, they started making it when he was still alive. There, there was a Kickstarter for it. Um, it was sponsored by Ouya. Do you know what Ouya is? Mm -mm. Ouya was kind of like one of the, one, one of the early big video game Kickstarters for a, uh, console um, that could run Android games. So, like, the idea was supposed to be a very cheap um, console that you could hook up to your uh, TV and play, like basically. Android phone games? Yeah, basically. Okay, cool. Um, and, but, there were, but they also, as part of it, because they got a lot of funding for it, were like, okay, we're going to be funding a lot of other games, too, that you're going to then be able to play on it. So it's not just uh, Android phone-style games. Gotcha. This game was also on it. Um, and some others. I think Ouya might still be around i don't think it really matters anymore it kind of flopped when it finally came out because there were lots of issues um and it's a it was a cheap and small system that couldn't run like even if you wanted to even if you like you were able to port stuff over it probably wouldn't be able to run like breath of the wild or any other game like that so don't know what the fate of ouya is but that dragon cancer was like sponsored by it as well they got more funding from that um 
And I remember learning about it when a I used to very follow Polygon, um, a game website, pretty thoroughly. Kind of fall off. I don't follow most game websites anymore, actually. But I remember seeing it maybe briefly on there when they talked about it. And then I saw it again, and that's when I bought it. So I don't think I bought it on sale. I think I bought it for full price because I saw something about the father, Ryan, like basically was being criticized for putting takedown notices on YouTube for people who were streaming the game, Uh, doing walkthroughs. Because the game itself is not very game intensive. Right. And as anyone who has been on YouTube knows, you can watch the full video game story of like Injustice or any game like Uncharted, things like that. People will just like put all the cutscenes up on a single YouTube video. Mm -hmm. And to an extent, that's kind of like a murky area that I don't think most video game companies like shut down on because they're trying to sell you the gameplay, not the story. But in a game like this, which is kind of a whole game. Right. Um, it's kind of, I don't know much about it. Like there are games called walking simulators where you just walk around and like point and click stuff. It's not an adventure game. You're not like solving puzzles or anything. You're just sort of like interacting with things and then moving on. And that's very much what this is. Um, and so he, he kind of like admitted afterward, like that wasn't the like best response, but the fact was that like they had only sold 14,000 copies of the game. Right. And even though they had Kickstarter and even though they had funding, they still were, like, in the red on everything. And that, like, these YouTube videos have millions and millions of views. Like, uh, PewDiePie did one. Like, a bunch of other people did one. And uh, even though, surprisingly, someone like PewDiePie was even able to, like, kind of treat it with, like, some respect about doing it, it's still, like... I don't necessarily know. There's always arguments about whether, like, piracy or piracy-adjacent stuff like streaming. I don't think streaming is piracy, but still, like, those sort of things, how that affects sales. I think it's pretty safe to say in a game that's very much about you, like, experiencing what is being shown, that might affect, like, whether or not someone's yeah, going to buy it, 100%. whether it's on sale or not. Um, and I'm pretty sure I... I I don't specifically remember. I'm pretty sure, like, when I saw that I'd been thinking about buying it, I decided to just buy it at full price because it was $15. Right. So, um, yeah, the game itself is, I think, it's very well made, I think. Like, there's it's a very distinctive art style. Um, I'm definitely going to be putting, like, some pictures up on Twitter about this because it's really cool. It's kind of like this low-poly, like very like saturated colors or just like the characters are pretty simple they don't even have eyes or whatever um they move around and stuff and the animation is good but they don't do a lot and then the environment is similar in that way as well what do you mean when you say low poly so i mean by low poly there's not a lot of polygons so if you like look at a video game made now that's very like realistic skin like has these like curves and Mm -hmm. like you can even get close and see like uh pores and stuff and that's technically textures but like someone's hand their their um the base of their finger is wider than the end of their finger and it's not just very simple a low polygon or low poly game is like going to be 
uh, when you, you, you yeah, you, the jagged, you see the edges, like an old Nintendo game mm-hmm. or whatever. Sure, yeah. Um, Mario 64 is a great example of that because his, nothing is like a perfect sphere in that you can see like lots of edges mm-hmm. to everything. Um, whereas nowadays, like things have slopes and curves and everything like that. That's sure. a lot of polygons. Um, and so that's how they do it. Um, pretty low, uh, like it's, I can't, there's a term for this, but I can't remember. Lo-fi? I can't remember. Yeah. Like, it is good design um, without, like, putting a ton into, like, the graphics sure. and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. So, it's pretty well done in that regard. And as you're playing through it, basically every level as it is is kind of just like a different scene. So, the first one that it opens up with is just them as a family at the park and they have audio logs and I, I i'm kind of confused it's hard to tell whether or not it's real audio mm-hmm. or not um like if this is like they recorded while mm-hmm. they were in the park and then that ended up in the video yeah. game i because it felt very natural it felt very much like they just had a phone on and were recording what happened um but there was also like a listing for the voice of the kid joel um and i know for a fact that in scenes where he's crying they did not use his cries because they got like real up while listening like to their dying child's like they didn't want to put that into the video game yeah um and overall uh going through it i don't know whether or not it's real but it felt very real um there were parts that you could tell were scripted because it was, like, was including... It was like, there's a scene where you are with the doctor when... I mean, he's had cancer for three-ish years now. And they're finally like saying, okay, like because he responded this way, like there's nothing, nothing else that yet. we can do. There's nothing even experimental to do. Like We can just try and make him as comfortable as possible. And it's... Like, it's really effective. It's really moving. Um, as you're going through it, like, it, again, it was only, like, an hour and a half, a little more than that. And, like, it's kind of a strain to get through it all. Um, and some of that is on purpose, and some of it isn't. Um, but I think for the most part, it was pretty effective. So does it end with Joel dying? Uh, yeah, and you, it's kind of, it, it's not specifically like, um, Joel dies. There's, it does a lot of, like, kind of, um, it very much, like, mixes, like, realism and fantasy, because the most realistic scene is at the beginning, when you're at the park with the ducks, and you kind of, like, do a few things, and you, you learn about Joel's condition as they're explaining it to their other children, and they're explaining like oh they have other kids yep oh, okay um, yeah so they have other kids and they're explaining to it and so part of and i don't know if this is related to the cancer or not it's not super well explained um but joel is um obviously not developing at the same rate as the other kids because i think he's the oldest but even when he's like four or five he's still kind of like very babyish he doesn't quite talk all the time he's mm-hmm. like when you hear audio of it he sounds like a baby um and some of the younger kids like you can hear them talking and they sound like a toddler or maybe a little bit older but they're like asking like why he isn't in school or other things um so you kind of learn about 
the family situation and other stuff. And then as also you're, as you're going through every once in a while, you, even though you kind of like are supposed to be with both the parents, you're very much playing as the dad for most of it. Um, because a lot of times you're picking up the phone, the phone will be nearby and you pick it up and there's a voicemail from the wife saying like, Hey, we were just at the doctor's or, Hey, this is the thing that just happened. Like whatever is going on. So you kind of like getting yeah. updates as you go on. As you go into further ones, there's more like kind of fantasy sequences where like they are not just, ex- so they ex- explain early on why Joel is different from other kids, but then later but they're talking to the, their other kids and explaining like cancer and like why it's a big deal, but we're still hoping that Joel's going to make through it. And when they're telling that story, you're playing a video game where you are Joel, you're a baby. It's like an arcade game. It's a side scroller mm-hmm. where you're going through and you're fighting monsters and then it ends with you fighting a dragon and it's impossible to win sure as they're kind of like explaining it and the voiceover is extremely hopeful like it's parents telling their kids like we hope your brother is like gonna make it like he's doing well with this stuff and then one of the kids mentions um i don't remember his name someone they went to church with who died of cancer and you are you stop playing as joel when you start playing as that guy and so you don't see Joel die to this dragon. You see this like adult who they also knew die. die to it. And there's lots of scenes like that where you play like a go-kart type thing in a hospital where you the power-ups are like the treatments you're getting, but they're not all like good treatments. It's not just like here's chemo and shots. It's like it, it like some of the power-ups basically are like like three nights vomiting and other stuff like yeah. that. Um and the end is where it gets, like, the most, like, kind of existential where you're, like, it, it's obviously not, like, what's going on. You're, like, on a boat and you're going through a sea of, like, there are letters. And there are a lot of these things that you can go to. But every single one, every single letter is a note either to or from someone who had cancer and is, like, going through it. Mm-hmm. Whether they lost someone or made it through or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure those are all real. Um, similarly, when you're in the hospital at one point, there are all these pictures on the wall, like most real hospitals, and they have paintings and stuff that look like kids do, did them, or maybe an adult, you can't tell, and, um, those aren't as, like, explicit, like, this is about cancer, but it was pretty interesting seeing all of those mm-hmm. as well. This sounds really cool, honestly. It is. Um, it's funny because as I was kind of, like, writing notes for, I was a little more negative about it and Mm. i remember as playing i kind of was it is i think extremely well done there are some issues and almost all of it is gameplay wise where similar to everything like you can get stuck at a certain point okay because even though it's a point and click thing there are still things that are like kind of triggered by you doing stuff like so if you don't know what to click so there's so there's a scene that i think that was really good and then got ruined at least for me, because I didn't do the right thing in the right order, where you are in the hospital room with Joel, you're the dad, and uh, he is crying, and he is, like, he sounds like he's in pain, and, like, you're doing everything you can, and conceptually, I think you are supposed to get frustrated, because nothing works. There's literally nothing that Mm. happens that works, Um, but I couldn't figure out, like, what to do next. I kind of, like, was think like, I couldn't tell if, like, it was doing it on purpose that, like, it was trying to frustrate you past that, 
or not. I kind of think like I just didn't do the right thing. Like I didn't wasn't in the right spot to like trigger whatever the next cutscene was or whatever. But like I, it definitely went past the point where it was supposed to. And so just like little things like that, where just having something like that would more clearly mark like do this next. Do you know what you? How did you figure out what to do next? Did you have to. Look I it literally up? do not remember. Okay. I literally like you're in a very small room. I moved in and out of a bunch of stuff. Clicked on a bunch of stuff. Did everything like what felt like two or three times, and then eventually like reached a point where, okay, it happened, and it didn't feel like, okay, you've done stuff enough. It felt like oh, you've done the right thing, because mm-hmm. um, it was okay. I was supposed to like sit back down and then do something, and then. Um, it would go into a voiceover. And so specifically what kind of like works-ish is him praying because the, it, as you're like playing through this, it's also kind of like exploring like how their faith affects and is affected by like this yeah. tragedy because like he, he, the, the, they're both pretty Christian. The, the game studio that they kind of founded or like helped make this, I can't remember if they were part of it or not, um, Numinous Games, is very explicitly like a Christian video game um, production company. And it's pretty honest about like how mad they are. More specifically the dad. He's He definitely seems to like, um, he definitely seemed, at least it doesn't like explicitly state, but it seemed like he like was pretty deep into depression while this was going on. Um, like there's a part where he's like drowning and like people are trying to help him, but he just keeps going deeper down and the wife um amy seems to definitely be more the more optimistic and positive one who's still like unsure of everything but seems more like grounded Mm -hmm. in her faith and that was very interesting like it just it felt very honest throughout the whole thing cool Hmm. i don't have any questions really no it's like 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 i said it's um whether you're gonna like buy this like if it's on sale i don't know if it does um go on sale or if you want to buy it i would recommend it it was definitely like it's if you think of it more like this is definitely a game that like i don't have like a real reason to replay if you think of it as like a night out at the movies like it's a thing that you're going to like experience and you're going to go through i would definitely suggest going through it all in one go if you can handle that sort of thing because mm-hmm. it is pretty rough uh emotionally throughout it uh in just a lot of ways like there's a lot going on yeah so uh but you would highly you would recommend it i would yeah definitely cool um really the only question i have left is uh, just because I don't think we've covered it. How long have you had these games? Uh, I can't remember how long I've had that Dragon Cancer, but pretty sure I got everything either last year or maybe 2017. That's mm-hmm. when it came out. And that Dragon Cancer came out 2016, so I probably got it then or 2017. So wow. not the longest a year, maybe two for both of them. But yeah, like, I can tell you right now, I have a lot of games. And some of those games, like, I bought almost, but not quite a decade ago. Mm-hmm. And I just have not played. And both of these were ones that have not just been, like, ones I wanted to play, but they're ones I downloaded and then was like, I'm going to play those next. And then they've literally been sitting on my desktop 
since then. And so part of it was like just a, well, I need to clean up my desktop and I don't want to delete and then re-download and then delete it again. So I'll play through them. And I think it was a good idea because both of them, like, I think, uh, obviously I was much more positive about, um, that dragon cancer, but overall, I think both were like worth playing through, Mm -hmm. even if like with the (laughs) everything it's like i might as well just listen to the lecture on tape for this one (laughs) yeah it was so fun it was so interesting but like yeah interesting experiential games definitely cool i always a high advocate of experiences (laughs) oh my gosh i definitely suggest experiencing things folks (laughs) i think that's a good place to end (laughs) all right do you know what we're doing next time. I do. What are we doing? Yes. Uh, I will be talking about Noam Chomsky's oh. media control. Let's read some theory. Yes. I, yeah. On the topic of theory. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's more of a, almost more of a pamphlet. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> a long pamphlet. <laughs> I'm always, I feel but, very strange like saying what there is theory and what isn't because I, I don't know. I guess if it, if it gives you a lot of definitions of concepts. You know what? I haven't theory. even read it yet, so we're going to find <laughs> out. But that's what I'm going to read. Perfect. So. All right. So thank you so much to Velt Punch for the song Fighting Pose from the album His Strange Fighting Pose. Uh, follow us on Twitter, at SundokuPod. We always put a link in the description. And if you could, we would really love if you could leave a review of some kind, whether it's on iTunes or whatever app you're using. Uh, I see a lot of people listen to us on Chrome, just possibly at work or something. Whatever you can do, we'd love to hear about it. But I think that is going to be it. See you next time. All right. Bye. Bye.